The Rice Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS. And it's brought to you by SeatGeek. Get $20 off your first purchase with code RTRS. Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. Get yours at bigbarker.com slash Ricky. And Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, the official sponsor, cheers, of the Corner 3 newsletter, statesidevodka.com. Corner 3 newsletter with Zoe. On today's show, they went from first in the East to barely over 500 as the Sixers lose five in a row. As it turns out, Sixers still, to this day, not great without Joel Embiid, who is still out due to COVID protocols. Uh, Sixers have gone back to fining Simo the Savage, and Mike now made a proclamation on Twitter about his desire to include Tyrese Maxey in any superstar trade. We will uh, talk about that as well. Lack of. Lack of. What did I say? My desire, but my desire is... Lack thereof. Lack thereof. Well, that's what I... It's, yeah. I don't want people to listen to the first... 12 minutes of the podcast and be like, Mike wants to trade Maxi now. Mike Who knows? wants to trade Maxi. Without any further ado, Amos and the chef. Larry, sweetie, the man is here. We will write y'all. Welcome to the Rice Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with a guy who is deeply irritated at Zach Wheeler's lack of victory today in the NL Cy Young race. That is Mike Levin. Uh, no, I'm not that irritated. You're not? I think he had a great season. I thought he those did. other guys did as well. Um, mm-hmm. I also think, like, if the Phillies had the best pitcher and the best hitter in the National League, like, they should have made the playoffs. Yes, right. it should be more and than they, they should be better. Over. And I know that like Bryce was incredible, and the rest of the team had like a friggin' six hundred OPS. But and I, I'm not dying for he had a great season. Go for him, but like they they can't keep missing the playoffs and expect awards and shit. Look, the point of sports is to win, and that has always been our motto here at the Right Streaky Sanchez Podcast: um, winning eventually. Yes, <laughs> winning dot 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 eventually. Um. We did not do a weekend podcast. I am rarely the person that bags out of a podcast, um, but we did not do the weekend podcast because I got the COVID um, last week. What was it? Wednesday. So like, I don't know if you've noticed last few weeks, I've coughed on the podcast. Like I've had, I go through these seasonal allergies every year and for the last, and it's every time it changes. And every time the weather changes, and I always went through this thing where I would be like, oh, do I, am I sick now or is it still allergies? Am I sick or is it still allergies? But during the COVID era, it becomes, is it allergies or is it COVID? 
and it was lasting for so long. Um, it was allergies for a while. And then I don't know what day it was, maybe Sunday or Monday. I said to my, like, this was last week. I said to my wife, I was like, ah, I don't know. Something's like, something's like a little off. Um, <laughs> came home from work Wednesday, was sure something was wrong. Took an instant test at home, positive. Took a second instant test at home, positive. Went to urgent care, instant test, positive. And uh, that was when we were sure I had COVID. So I had COVID. It was, uh, but I'm, I'm like mostly better now, except for the taste. I still can't taste things all the way. Um, I can taste them more than I could a few days ago, but I can't taste them all the way. So, so it's, it's starting to come back. Yeah, it's starting to come back. That's good. So they say, you know, you lose your smell and your taste and you intellectually understand what that means. Everybody understands, right. but it's fucking wild when it happens. It's weird. Like I was eating, I think it was um, Saturday afternoon because it didn't happen right away. Um, Saturday afternoon, I was eating an apple with peanut butter, which I tend to eat a lot. And I was on like the third piece. And I thought to myself, I don't think I taste this. And like, you can taste the tartness of the apple, but that's it. Like mm. salty things, I can taste that it's salty or spicy things. I can taste that it's spicy, but that's about it. But it started coming back more um, yesterday. I so want, I'm okay. It was rough like for I a couple days. Sorry to interrupt. I don't, yeah. I don't think, I don't want Sixers Adam to get COVID, but if mm -hmm. he did, I would like a new food list from Sixers Adam of what? <laughs> a tasteless food list? Tasteless food list. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry, I man. Just, I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, everybody wants to know. Yes, I was vaccinated and boosted. So, yes. Um, I Hard know to know what when the, when the booster like efficiency hits when when that is like the you're in the clear type of thing. Um, well, I'm also boosted, but yeah, I don't I don't know that we're ever all in the clear, you know, hundred percent. But um, but like the good thing was it was bad for. I would say Thursday and Friday when the be the worst part, it felt like a cold. I never had a temperature the entire time, never had an elevated temperature. But Thursday and Friday, my head started to hurt and like I got the flu body aches and I was so tired. I was sleeping like all day um, and they offered me. So I don't have a regular doctor up here. I just went to urgent care. Um, and when I was there for the second appointment, she offered me the uh, the antibody infusion. And I was like, well, should I do it? And she was like, well, it seems like you don't feel very well. You should give it a try. Um, and I felt like way better the day after that. So if they offer that to you, it seems to be different in different areas, like whether they will do that, um, whether you're high risk or not. I'm not like high risk, um, but they offered it to me at urgent care and I took it and it's like a half an hour of an IV and then they make you hang around for an hour to make sure you don't have an allergic reaction. But it's basically just like lab created antibodies, like the ones that your body creates with the vaccine and it's mm. supposed to keep the virus away from the cells. And it made a big difference. I felt like way better the next day. Did so. you feel like a kinship with Ben and uh, Joel and Matisse? Yes, because and, they are they are uh, health and safety protocols, as am I. Yeah, and we haven't heard anything about Matisse, right? About like almost nothing. Does. They're so vague about it, and I get, I get, I guess why they don't want to say every everything, but it's all very like, it's all very vague. And Doc Doc was like, <laughs> he doesn't pay attention just, to it. Yeah, he's like, I don't pay attention to it. It's just like I don't know. 
paperwork or something like that. He was just wasn't he wasn't being very clear about what it was. But it seems like it's gone on forever. It seems like this is taking a very long time. I've well, had to watch a lot of Embiidless basketball, and I'm I'm over it. I'm ready to not do that yeah. anymore. And last uh, Sixers COVID thing, or last last me COVID thing. Be careful out there. Um, I honestly think one of the things that was that made me like more vulnerable was the fact that I don't fucking sleep ever, and I go and go and go and go and go, and I wear myself out, and I think it made it worse. Um, but be safe out there. Um, get vaccinated. Yada yada yada. Uh, the, the Sixers thing that was weird is that Doc said. And Bede had to test negative twice. But yeah, that can't they, all, be... they all do. Yeah. No, I, I don't. You can test positive for like weeks after getting it. I think maybe yeah, that's. I think they, com- they need you to test two, register two negative tests before they can put you back in. I I think it's a time period or two negative tests. Like I I don't think it can just be two negative tests because it can be weeks and weeks and weeks before you test negative. Like, I think maybe it's to come back before 14 days or 10 days or something, but I don't think it's just two negative tests because you you can test positive after you're not contagious anymore. Like, I, I can't believe we're doing a whole COVID show again. But yeah. how um, do they know? I've always, I've done this before, but how do you, how do people know you're not contagious? Like, people say that all the time about like just regular sicknesses before COVID. Being like, oh, don't worry, I'm not contagious. I can be here. And it's like, fuck you. No, you don't. You don't know. Well, they you're, you're in there like talking to the molecules in there. You're looking at your throat and being like, nope, none of them are going to give them to anybody else. It's all but, everyone's just like, why? From what I read, after 10 days, it's pretty difficult. That's why, like, that's the number from the onset of symptoms or whatever. Um, 10 days seems to be the number. And if you're asymptomatic, I think they say from the the moment you tested positive. But whatever. Um, here we are. We're back. Uh, We're back. Embiid not, uh, Matisse not, hopefully they're doing well. We don't know. Yeah, sounds like to, Tobias is back, Yeah, was not doing well, sort of. but bounced back pretty quick, seemed to be doing be as as uh, as he was before, playing his Tobias game, doing Tobias stuff. The uh, Apple Podcast five-star review, yes, we're I'm back, so it's back. 2,955 five-star ratings on our way to 3,000. This one comes from... Rotor proprietorship, five stars from a daughter who should have been a son. My family was hoping I'd be a boy to make up for being born a female. I follow follow my father's sports team with a passion, so he still has a child to bond over sports with. I have pretty much given trash takes my entire life on the Sixers until listening to the Ricky. I talk about your analysis with my dad after every podcast, and he says he's impressed that I finally have begun to grasp basketball. Thank you. Uh, for takes that are both intelligent and funny, we also thoroughly enjoy the mailbag and non-basketball content. So um, aside from the daughter who should have been a son, which obviously your father is happy that you're a daughter, if you, at least you get to bond with your dad. Um, Sixers lose five in a row. No Joel Embiid, finally caught up with them. Uh, Andre Drummond, to a certain extent, has turned you know, into a pumpkin, back into Andre Drummond. Um you know, the offense still rated pretty highly. They still had moments. They had moments versus Indiana. You know, uh, they had moments versus the Raptors. No moments versus the Jazz. But it's just like, it's just too much to overcome. They can't guard anybody without without Embiid there. Yes. I mean, they're missing, especially with Danny, they're arguably missing their four best defensive players. Yeah. And that is tough to come back from. Um, 
Yeah, it's been bad. I mean, the the Utah game sucked, but it's just kind of things like teams are not meant to go on like this without so many <laughs> yeah. of their best players. Uh, Andre Drummond is fine in his role, and he has good games and he has bad games, but obviously a team where Andre Drummond is the starting center, as we've seen for the last eight-plus years, has is not like a success story. No one's thrilled about that. Yeah. Um, but in his role, he is, you know, he give, he gives you sometimes good stuff, sometimes less good stuff. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, it's the dull, we're we're getting into like the the meat of the season where they just got to like rack up some wins, and it was nice that they won some. They they battled in a bunch of those games: the Nick mm-hmm. game, the Pacers game. Um, they're, they're they're all blend together at this point. But like, it would have been nice had they stolen one or two. It really yep. would have been nice. Um, they didn't. They've lost five in a row, I, but I think everyone gets it. Like it's as a as a team, it's not like you're like, hey, it's okay if we lose these games. Like there, no one's thinking that, and Doc's not coaching that way. But I, it's a long season, and this is going to happen. And I'm I'm hoping that uh, Embiid. This is a sneaky fresh legs thing. Obviously, that is everyone who has Michael Levin in fantasy would would rack up points on uh, fresh legs takes categories. Uh, so that's something I'm looking forward to, but really the thing that matters the most is, is Maxi. Like every the, over the last couple of weeks, the you know everything that the six, the, every way that the Sixers have been playing without Embiid kind of doesn't really matter, except for whether or not like Maxi is taking a step forward, and he is, and that's good. And even though the losses sucked, it's it's a big deal. What do you think from a maxi perspective he has taken the biggest step forward at? Like what is the 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 part of his game if you had to pick one that you say this has made the biggest difference? I think I mean I think the jump shot looks looks good and confident. Um I think he added a lot of strength. I think he knows how he can get his shots off a little bit. He looks confident taking mm-hmm. it anywhere. Um I think he's improved as a, you know, there's a there's a Newbeck article about Maxi as a as a passer a lot, um, and I think he has improved as a passer. Although he doesn't extend his vision that much, he doesn't take many risks uh, with the pass, and I'd be willing to allow him to do that more. Um, I think he just looks like really comfortable out there and really um, like he belongs. Um, mm-hmm. And he has some sizzle to his game. He can get he can get where he wants to. He's fast enough to get places. And like everybody on the team recognizes that pretty much he him with the ball in his hands is the best chance that they have. Like Seth Seth deferred to him the other night. And it's like Seth has been so hot this season. He had a tough game against Utah, obviously. But for him to be like, yeah, this is the guy that's gonna like give us the best chance of getting an open look or a good shot, I think it, it's it's a big deal. And you know, that's it, pretty unexpected. Even though I was I was high on him, pretty unexpected for a second year player drafted at, as a freshman uh, at twenty one, thanks to Mike Muscala. Um, especially if that he would he would take this big of a leap already. Especially after the first few games, like it took him a while to warm up, you know, and then it took him in games to warm up like this. This season hasn't been he hasn't been lights out since the beginning. You know, like I think uh, I think he has gotten better with more playing time and, you know, uh, allowed himself to ease in. And honestly, the fact that um, 
25 isn't there has given him a chance to have the ball in his hands more, which gives him more usage and and all that kind of stuff. So I, I want to I have a theory I want to present to you, and then I want to get to your tweet, um, your your tweet uh, three tweet thing about maxi trade scenarios or lack thereof or lack thereof. After uh, we talk about our presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, Sixers have hung tough odds wise even through the losing streak. Plus 950 to win the Eastern Conference. Nets still the favorite at plus 120. Bucks at plus 360. The Heat, uh, who have looked pretty good, uneven, but pretty good at plus um, 600. And Sixers sit at plus 2,000 to win the title, which is ninth. Ninth. Um, DraftKings is our preferred, our only sports book. And if you like football, of course you like football. You can get some free bets now. When you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, uh, if you bet $1 on either team to score, wait, oh yes, if you bet a dollar on either team to score, you win $100 in free bets when a team scores. So all you got to do is bet a dollar, if you're a new user, on a team to score any points. When they do, you get $100 in free bets. Don't worry. If you can't use the sports book yet in your state, if it's not legal in your state yet, New York very soon, actually, uh, DraftKings still there for you. You can play for huge cash prizes all season long in their daily fantasy sports contests. All new customers there, a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with your first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code RTRS. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code RTRS. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call one. 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Let me present to you this scenario before we get to your your tweet. Team, uh, young player puts the ball in young player's hands. Young player excels, scores points, gets assists, gets rebounds. Team loses, but young player continues to excel. Young player maybe raises trade value and becomes a more important piece in a trade scenario. Could some of that be going on here? Could we, though Maxi is better, it isn't necessarily currently leading to wins. Are well, we seeing without scenarios? Embiid? Yeah. It was it was when Embiid was there. Sure, he wasn't scoring 30 when Embiid was there, though. Um I, I guess my 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 thought is that isn't it possible that this could make Maxi like make it more likely that he's traded because he's more valuable? Uh, Just a thought. Maybe. I mean, I think that if I think that if teams were interested, they would have already seen the upside that he showed last year, um, and this is a step forward. So this is, makes them more appealing and willing to trade for him for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that like, it's just not that often that a guy is this good this early in his career on a rookie deal and the Sixers with how much money they have tied up in other guys. I'm just like, you can't just be giving away that guy as in like a Ben trade with a sweetener, you know, um, he's, he's on the path to be as good as De'Aaron Fox 
And I would say with the jumper to me better. Um, and that's hard to do. That's hard to get on a guy that cheap. He's, he's easily right now profiling as a future max contract guy. Um, and I'm just, I like, I really love watching him play. I think he has some, uh, intangible quality to him that his teammates really love watching him, love playing with him. And just, there's an energy that he plays with that people just like gravitate towards. Um, and I just, I don't want to trade him. Like I'm, especially after, after how like, you know, exhausting, we're going to talk about it, obviously, like the, the whole Simmons situation has been to, to end it and be like, Hey, also we traded this like really fun guy out of it. Like to not just feel, okay, great. It's over. Like that would just really bum me out. I think it bum a lot of teams out. I think like there's something about smallish guards that really gets a crowd going. Sure. And, and the Sixers haven't had that since Iverson, obviously. And it's like just thrilling to watch him and watch him get better and watch him figure stuff out and play hard on defense. He's, he's made a couple like really, really nice defensive plays this season, um, even though it's obviously not perfect. Um, but he's just like real. He's really good. He's really cheap. He's young. He's everybody seems to love playing with him. I, I just would I don't, include I don't, him in a star trade. It would, it would really depend. It would like genuinely de- depend. I wouldn't, I, I would, I would do whatever it took to, he's easily for me, the, aside from Embiid, the, the second most valuable asset on this team that I would be as reluctant to trade as anything. Well, it would depend on what, like, like, like Lillard or Beal, you would do it. Uh, I think Beal's pretty much out of the realm of possibility. I think that they are, they look pretty good. They lost to Charlotte tonight, but I think they are intent on on writing that out as much as they can. They have a new coach, a bunch of new players. That I don't think that's possible this season. I'm just trying to get at the level of. I, like, I don't know. I if I if it's Lillard, I would offer as basically everything else. I would say you know Matisse or Shake or you know any of those guys. It's just, he's really, really good. I, I think like he on his own right now without Ben Simmons could be the, could be the kind of guy that you would trade a, a star for like, okay, a package. Like if say that he was on Minnesota mm-hmm. um, and looking this good, then we as the Sixers would be looking at that kind of player and going like, okay, well that's a package to build around. And then like Torian Prince and contracts and shit. Like we're looking at, Tyrese Halliburton as a possibility right now in Sacramento. It's like, I, I'd rather have Maxi going forward. And I love Halliburton. Um, I think there's a lot, I think that kind of young player that's already this good in, in, in your world, I I'm less high on him than you are, but Tyler hero is another example of that. Like when you have that guy that you think could be like a top three player on a, on a really good team. I, and on this contract, with this much room for growth, I think you really, unless you're trading that guy for a star, then I don't think you're doing it. And the fact that we would be trading him with Ben Simmons, who is already, you know, we already know several all-star games, et cetera. I think that's just like, that's a, that's a lot to trade. That is a lot to trade for anybody. Um, even if it's Dame, who is having a bad year. And ostensibly wants to give quotes for the rest of his life, saying he loves Portland and wants to be the seventh seed for the rest of his life. 
Well, you know what I'd rather Damian Lillard just say? Like, he should just say he's happy. Like, he's happy there. He wants to win there. He likes living there. Like, that's enough. I, I, like, I, I, I kind of don't like when people are like, well, you should get out of there and want to win. Like, he's happy where he lives. You sure. know, he's happy where he lives. He's happy with the town. He's Yeah, but we can make fun of him for that. We can make yeah, fun of him for I, him, I, for him like, settling for – for that kind of thing, he can be happy somewhere else and and set himself up for a better chance to win championships. But. Eh, I don't know. You should write for a more popular show. Why are you fucking writing for that show? You should write for a different show. You know, like I don't know. Anyway, I my my uh, I guess the Maxi has been great and he has been a lot of fun to watch. When I watch him and I think about his future, what I like have paused with in in terms of you talking about him being like a max level player is what exactly is he because he's not a 28 or 30 point a game score he's like i just don't think he is and he doesn't really have that sort of like natural uh point guard vision that you started like talking about he's not he's better this year than he was last year but he's certainly like learning that Mm-hmm. And I wonder at at his size, like, what is he really? And like, is is he really like a max level player, or is he a superstar six man kind of guy or something? Um, just because of like the makeup of his game, like that's what I sort of wonder about. You know, I think I think when you look at a when you, it's hard to know, like, obviously I watch a ton of college basketball and I, I, I love the draft and I love looking at these, these guys and like projecting them forward. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to know. And you don't, you don't really do that much outside of the moment they're drafted. It's not, you don't see it. You don't, people don't talk as much about like, what is, you know, a third or fourth year player making the leap. Like Ananobi is a guy that's doing it right now. Um, and we'll see how high he can get. But with Maxi, it's like, you look at how hard he's worked and how much he's grown from year to year and you start to go like well maybe what we thought was his ceiling because of his work ethic um gym rat lives in the gym real hooper etc then maybe then maybe that ceiling is higher because of because of how much he wants it and how willing he is to put the work in and everything mm-hmm. i i don't think That's it's fair. crazy like on the one hand like he he's it's tough i think you were giving him like this this isn't criticism so much as but like he's not a jalen green type just put him in the gym and just let him go one-on-one and he'll score 35 and whatever um but i think he can he can do those things i think he's just more more unselfish than those guys tend to be um but he can also put his head down against the rim and not make a ton of, not only set guys up in at a pick and roll, whether that's diagnosing where the big is and if there's a lob or if there's a, a swing to the weak side or whatever it is. Um, but I think he's capable of doing those things. I think, he's, I think he's capable of improving in those areas and doing kind of whatever the team needs him to do. I think he can be an end of game guy. I think he can be a push the ball in fast break guy. He definitely has room to improve, especially ball handling wise, mixing up his moves, uh, getting a little bit more on balance and slowing down. But he's got a knack for scoring in the mid range and around the rim that most guys his size don't have. 
Um, and he, he's small, but he's not like crazy small. And he's putting on weight, and he's capable of st- still doing that, and and being sturdy on the on the defensive end. So if like he be, if he becomes like Kyle Lowry, I think that's huge. I think if he becomes, I think there's some like Kemba Walker, younger Kemba Walker to his game. I think he's just a really really good player. And you think he's like Kemba, Kemba Walker though is like, like I don't know Kemba Walker popped as a scorer to me, like like just had a spring to him that I don't see with Maxi. Well, Ma- Maxi gets by anybody. Maxi gets by anybody at all. He just does it in a different way. He has a, the floater is like an interesting shot that you don't really see. It seems like a ton of guys have floaters now, young guys especially, but you haven't seen it. You didn't see Kemba really doing too much of that. But Kemba mm-hmm. was a not a good shooter coming out. That was the concern with Kemba out of college was that, is he ever going to shoot enough to do it? And he's probably more athletic like vertically than, than Maxi is, but... And he's probably a more gifted, a better ball handler. Ball handler at this point, yeah. Yeah. Um, just like niftier and getting by people. But mm-hmm. I think there's, I think there's a lot of similarities. And I think if, if I think the defensive acumen of of Lowry is obviously something to shoot for, and it's not where he's at right now. But I think you hope that that's that's what he's going for. And I just, I just kind of trust him to to become that guy. I think he's just really, really, really good. And I, and and also like. Of course, going in things that go into that tweet are the things that we've been talking about for, you know, online for however long I've been online, which is like you fall in love with these guys. You fall in love with the young guys that you have and you want them to succeed and you and you like your young guys more than you like somebody else's, you yeah, know, for sure. retreads or whatever. And so Maxi feels like we got him. He's like the city's falling in love with him. He's falling in love with the city. It's like I just wanted to work out and especially it makes it all makes it easier when it's Here's a guy that pairs well with Joel as he improves his jumper, as he's a guy that can that can score the ball in the fourth quarter when it's harder to just feed the ball into the post. Um, and also, it's not like Maxi's going to have to be... No, he's never going to be the best player on this team, um, whether it's Embiid or Tobias, if he if he lasts longer or whatever it is. It's just like... I, I just... I In a world where we're, where people are like... Hey, he's already better ben, than Tobias. He's already better than Tobias. Certainly, yeah. the ceiling is higher than Tobias. <laughs> Tobias is. Tobias gives you what he gives you, man. We, I appreciate Tobias. We acknowledge Tobias. We, <laughs> we look over Tobias's shortcomings. It's, it is what it is. We, we're happy to have. Him. <laughs> um, but it's, it's nice to know that, that, I was, I lost my train of thought. But like Max, he's never going to be the, the guy to be like a number one option on a championship team. He just has to be. You know, keep getting better at the things he gets better at, and, and let Joel cover up the rest. Well, I mean, yeah, he's not going to have to be a number one option on a championship team if you go and get a number one option on a championship team. No, like for they, sure. You know, no, it's, they, it's, they I, I I hear you. It's just like, yeah. especially after people are saying this, I was going to say, especially if people are saying, and and every fucking national broadcast, Reggie Miller is doing like was like, you have to trade Ben Simmons now and you have to trade him to the West. And it's like this like arbitrary thing as if like we'll never face him and as if we're like, oh, we'll turn down an offer, a better offer from like Indiana or whatever. Ooh, we three times a year. We're not going to have to face twice. him in the playoffs, are it's we? Not, it, yeah, it's just nonsense. Yeah. People just say shit. There's some things that people just like say. Reggie Miller also said like too many quick shots. And it's just like, there's just things that are like a list of, list, list of like just stuff. And they're just like saying them. Because it's like, well, it's time to say one of the things in the, on the list of stuff. And it's like, that's what one of them is. Ridiculous. And I don't really dislike Reggie as much as I used to, but that was nice. particularly annoying. 
But like, if people are saying, hey, just trade Ben Simmons, just get him out of here. Just like, please just trade him, whatever. Then I think it's, if, if that's as good for morale, then I'm like, well, morale for me and what I want in this team is them to not trade Tyrese Maxey because I really like watching him. I think he's really good and he has the potential to keep improving as he has. Um, before we get to an update on the, uh, the situation with uh, good old 25, I'll, uh, I'll tell you about our other sponsor. Well, we have tons of sponsors, but like our other one for this pod, that is Seat Geek. Now that I'm like Mr. Fucking Anybody between all the vaccines and having COVID and I'm just I'm going to go to every concert available. Um, what do I want to look for tickets for? Uh, Tyler, the creator, Justin Bieber or LCD sound system? Your pick, Mike. Um, of those, yeah, I would be an LCD sound system guy. OK, but so I don't dislike the other, the other two. So LCD Sound System playing at Brooklyn Steel, Saturday, December 4th. Uh, this is actually very expensive, but this is why SeatGeek is good, right? SeatGeek, you want to get your butt out, get to, you know, get to concerts, get to sporting events, so-and-so. SeatGeek is the only ticketing app you need, the only ticketing website you need. They take all of the ticket sites, aggregate them into one place, and then just tell you if the, if the price is good or not. Now, LCD Sound System at Brooklyn Steel, which is a small place, the best price you're getting is three twenty two a ticket at Portland Steel. That is, uh, it's not even rating the deals on this one. Hold on, let's see if it'll rate the deals now because they're all very very expensive, all the way up to seven hundred fifteen dollars a ticket for LCD Sound System. Let's try Bieber. Bieber, let's say I want two tickets. He is playing where? He is playing the Madison Square Garden. Here we go. Section 221, row 16, 108 bucks. That is a 5.0, which is a good deal. But 112 bucks in section 221, row three, that's an amazing deal, 9.6. Anyway, what SeatGeek does, it takes all the tickets, tickets, puts them in one site, and lets you know whether it's a good deal or not with the deal score, one to 10, or the color, red to green. Just use SeatGeek. You don't don't Google what other ticket sites to use. Just use SeatGeek. Uh, go to SeatGeek.com or download the app and use code RTRS for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Whether it's Justin Bieber or LCD Sound System or Tyler the Creator, whatever. I bought my first concert tickets in like for fucking ever this week. I'm going to see Gang of Youths in May at Brooklyn Steel. But SeatGeek code RTRS for twenty bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek RTRS. For 20 bucks off your first purchase. Um, all right. So here's what we had uh, this week with, uh, with 25, Simo the Savage. Rich Paul talked to Shams and said that uh, the Sixers finding him has actually made it worse and that, that the quotes are fantastic. Um, I truly believe the fines, the targeting, the negative publicity shined on the issue. That's very unnecessary and has further... Uh, furthered the mental health issues. Either you help him or come out and say he's lying. Which one is it? In this case, we have to get Ben help and not put finances above mental health. I understand contractual obligations and I hold myself accountable on this business. But if someone is telling you something, we can no longer turn a blind eye in today's world. This is no longer about a trade. This is about finding a place where we can help him get back to his mental strength and get back on the floor. Um, and then they find him again for not going on this road trip. So that's the, yeah, update. I mean, yes, we obviously were late to this over. People have already talked about it, yeah. but 
I mean, this just fucking sucks. This whole thing just blows. This is the the worst of. <laughs> I was gonna say humanity, <laughs> but the worst of sports. This is why no one is excited about anything. Rich Paul is an agent. He is doing agent shit. It is agents are suck. agents for a reason. It's just like it's whatever you got to do for a client. That's what you got to do, and. They're now on the like, it's not about money. Like, of course it's about fucking money, dude. Like that's what you're complaining about. You're complaining complaining about about them not, them not paying him. (laughs) That's what you're complaining about. Last time that he said that they weren't going to, that they weren't going to pay him. You said it was war. (laughs) So yes, it is. And like, this is, I, I get frustrated a lot of the times and this happened for the process itself and a bunch of other things where like as we're living through some event or some storyline mm-hmm. and the people that are not paying attention to every beat of the storyline will then sort of just check in months later, whatever. And then the storyline will have crystallized to be like the Sixers were mean to Ben Simmons. So this happened and now now he's and then he claimed that you know he was going through a mental health crisis and the sixers were finding him for that and it's just like well that's not exactly the order of those things happened like ben really wants and his reps really want to get him out of philadelphia and they tried to do a number of things to get him out of there they tried to just like say like tell them they tried to force their hand they tried to like make the entire city of philadelphia angry at him by leaking various stories about how much they hate everybody and they hate the city and all these <laughs> players. They told the other players, like, don't show up to LA to try to convince me to come back. I don't want to. For what was, like, very obvious, we all watched it. We all saw it. Like, he had a terrible last whole series, but especially those last couple games. And, like, there were a couple, honestly, negligible comments. Negligible from Embiid. Pretty stupid about Doc. Fine. But... But like yeah. clearly, yeah. like this, this is what happened. We all watched it. If anyone said like after that game, immediately was like, "Yes, he he can be the best player in a championship team right now." Like that's insane. Like we just watched it. It was bad. And as much as Ben slightly owned up to it in the moment, he never did after the fact. And and the and then Beaton Doc's comments overtook that. So it's it's frustrating to be like people be like, "Oh, well, we just all should be supporting Ben," when like he has incurred. He is, this has, this comes from Ben and his camp. All of this stuff has come from it. And it's just like, and they've gone to the press many times to make this more of a national story. And then his agent who is allowed to be an agent, they're born slimy agent shit. I had agents. They were slimy. This is how it goes. Nothing against it. It's their job. But like for him to go, Hey, all the, talking about it in the press and all the, like the threats and all the, like talk and it's nothing about money that's actually hurting him. It's like, well, you're doing that. You're saying all that shit. And then you're saying like all the things that I'm doing is hurting him and that you sh- and you should feel bad about it. It's just nonsense, man. It's all nonsense. I, it's bleak. This is not fun. I was texting with Michael Connor about it earlier. I like, I get why Daryl like doesn't care about this stuff because he's not going to be judged on 
what is going to be judged on the outcome, not like, oh, you traded him three months before you could have traded him or whatever. Like it's no one's going to care about this middle distance. It's the same thing in the from the Colangelo Burnergate stuff. It's like once he once he gets fired, it'll be he'll be he will have been fired. Once Ben's traded, he will have been traded. And it's like, okay. So you just got to get the best outcome for him. Um but I think at this point, like just let him stay home. And you can you guys can get into various lawsuits about who's where the who should be paid or whatever the fuck after. I don't really give a shit if he gets paid or if the Sixers pay him. It's not my money. I don't care. But like the idea that Ben is going to come back to the team and then play well enough to resuscitate his yes. value more and not while not like the idea that that's going to happen while not tanking both his value and the entire team dynamic, which yes. inexplicably is pretty good in spite of the fact, aside from the injuries and, and COVID and everything. It is very unlikely. There's like a 1% chance of that happening, that if he plays, and it, he would play better and well enough to make it seem like, oh, it's all good. Like actually better than he was before. Time to raise those those prices on the trade and not like just make everybody more miserable than they are. Like just let him stay home. Just just like let it just like let's be done with it. And then nobody mention it until a trade happens. Well, and it's been that way since the start. Like since the whole the whole fucking act of trying to get him in here, there was never a real situation in which he in in which there wasn't like more risk in him playing, I think, than him not playing. I do wonder if there is something at play here, like league-wide. Because remember, the Players yeah. Association has been very quiet. Yeah, The league has been very quiet. And whether, not that the league is telling the Sixers to do this, but I think on some level, they need to set a boundary of... You can't just, with four years left on your contract, say yeah. that you're not playing there anymore. Like, yeah. you can request a trade, you can do all of those things, but you can't do this. And the fact that the NBPA, NB, NBPA and, the, um, and the league have been so quiet leads me to believe that that is is one of the factors at play and you know we've been the 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 20 the the december hopefully the december 15th thing is the like the final thing that will release this because i don't i don't see his value going up or down the people talk about oh they played well his value went down or up is it's nothing yeah. he's just fucking sitting there yeah so i just you're either someone who believes that he can be helpful to your team and and could improve or you or you're like that i'm not touching that guy yeah. So somebody sent us an email. Joe says, uh, hey, uh, this email brought to you by Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, uh, Black Label Bourbon, available now. Once My dad a year. got some. Sent me a picture. Oh, did he? Mm -hmm. Black Label Bourbon's good shit. Uh, available now. Sponsors the Corner 3 newsletter with Zoe, Black Label Bourbon, Vodka, Vodka Sodas, StatesideVodka.com. Got to be 21. All right. Joe says, First of all, thank you for everything you do for all of us as we get through the worst time of being a Sixers fan possibly ever, and we spend another week talking about whether or not we're going to pay some above-average NBA player a hefty check to show up. My mm. brother and I have been to a ton of events uh, with the pod over the years and always enjoy the community. Try to stay sane. Second, I wanted to bring, and this happened online, that's why I brought it up, bubbled up as well. I want to bring an interesting trade partner that I don't feel like has gotten much spotlight and get your thoughts. The New Orleans Pelicans seem like a total dumpster fire currently. Zion can't get healthy or in shape, and their swirls 
that he and his family went out of New Orleans already. The team is a whopping 1-11, and there are plenty of rumors about a fight between Alvin Gentry and David Griffin and Griffin's Which I job security. I like, I like that. Yeah. I did like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, my question, wouldn't it make sense for them to consider blowing it up completely, bring in a new G- GM, lots of draft picks, reconstruct a new team, and figure out how to build a winner? At this point, the team can't even say they have a superstar in Zion. This feels like a team that would either take a flyer on Ben or be willing to be part of a three-team trade, yada, yada, yada. Would you trade him for – I think we've asked this. Would you trade him for – man, can you imagine trading him for Ingram uh, – <laughs> Brandon Ingram straight up, just like the the hilarity of that. Uh, do you think of them as a real trade partner at all? I mean, maybe. I mean, like they just hired Willie Green. Yeah, they just hired Willie Green, and Zion's health concerning. I don't know why David Griffin still has a job. Seems like a guy that's really conned a lot of people into thinking that he knows what he's doing. Um, they had a bad off season. I'm not an Ingram guy. I don't think he's very good i think he is like he's obviously better at some things than tobias but i would i would i think they're about the same type of player i don't think they fit well together but like would ingram help this team probably right now as opposed to you know Nothing. as opposed to ben would i would i get off the would i get off the ride would i get off the worst ride of my life <laughs> for for ingram maybe <laughs> I'm not, I'm not thrilled about it. I'm I'm not a fan. He's improved his his passing ability. He's he does have some vision. He tries on defense sometimes. He's long. Would help probably on the defensive glass. Um, I don't really believe in the the jumper. I don't believe in him in the playoffs really. But he might be okay. He might be fine. I'm not thrilled about it. Um, the YouTube. I also, sorry. I also, I also like talking with Michael Connor asked, like, does, does waiting longer help? Obviously the December deadline, the December, uh, point in which players sign this off season are el- eligible to be traded, which is not like, oh, the Sixers are, are targeting a guy that was, uh, signed this off season, but more like they need that contract to match up with other contracts. Um, so that the trade is possible. MOC was asking, does waiting longer help? Like, does Daryl waiting longer between now and the trade deadline help? And it's like, I think the answer is honestly yes. I mean, yes, it could. Like, the idea of like, oh, there's no difference between now or December and February. It's like, you've seen teams go through these stretches and like shit happens to teams. Like, Sacramento maybe decides to put Fox out there. Fox Maxi is an interesting pairing I've been thinking about a little bit lately. Um, Maybe Minnesota decides like, we got to double down on towns, which means we need a guy that can do some other stuff. Maybe we'd be willing to put Anthony Edwards on the table. Unlikely, but, but maybe, maybe Jalen, Jalen Brown becomes more available. Maybe it's Ingram, maybe like a guy like DeJounte Murray, who's taken a, a decent leap forward has improved enough to maybe be a centerpiece of a deal with a couple first round picks. I don't know. It's not that I like, like all of those guys or think that it's worthwhile, but it's very clear at this point that Daryl has a list of, players he would get off the worst ride of his life for. And I do as frustrating as it is, respect him sticking to it. So, yeah, well, I mean, at this point he might as well wait to see what happens, I guess. Yeah. You know, but it sucks. Uh, And I, every, every two weeks I say like, well, it's not gonna get worse than this. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's been wrong Yeah, and I don't like it. 
I want it to be over. I would like to move on. I don't think they should just trade him for whatever, as like some stupid ass national analysts think, because they're fine right now. He's not there. I don't think that they should bring him in. I think the only the only the way, the only way this gets worse for the team itself can get plenty worse for me as a person that's invested in this bullshit. But the only way this works is if they try to bring him in again and make him play, and he just like loafs around on the court like that's the best and then doc has to like pull him out of a game midway through and like in detroit or something <laughs> it's like get out of there you gotta go to the back and then they get an argument on the sidelines like what are we doing don't let him don't 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 be a great play. we don't want him to do that what if he gets hurt pie. like that would suck this all sucks just like let it go stop stop <laughs> trying end it so the first thing I asked before we get to the mailbag, the first thing I asked the doctor, I, you know what? I'm going to see if you know this question. Doctor's like, you have COVID. And I'm like, shit. She goes, do you have any questions? What is my first question? Do you know? No. My no. first question was, can I go near my dog? Mm. <laughs> can my dog get COVID? That's fair. And she looked at me like I was a fucking lunatic. And she goes, I don't know uh, what the the advisement on dogs is right now. So I Googled it and it was basically like, stay away from your dog. Really? So my wife is not here at the house. So the dog who starts on his big barker, Rebel, who starts on his big barker at night and then midway through the night climbs into bed with me, was not allowed to climb into bed with me, had to stay on his big barker when we're watching TV or across the couch, uh, all that kind of stuff. But he's lucky. You know, he gets to sleep in a probably a better bed than I do. Big Barker is the only real dog bed on the market. Bigbarker.com slash Ricky. That's where you go. You get your dog a real bed. And then if you get COVID, you have make sure the dog sleeps on that bed. Uh, this dog is engineered by experts to make sure your dog's joints are fully supported. And I say it now. I'll say it. I've said it a million times. Your job as a dog owner is to make that dog's life fucking amazing. Fucking amazing that the dog does not live a very long time, gives you only love, gives you only joy. The least you could ma- do is make that dog's life fucking amazing. And to sleep on anything less than an amazing bed would suck for that dog. The, the beds they sell in pet stores, not amazing. Big barkers, amazing. Proved by a study by Penn Vet, makes your dog's joints more supported less likely to suffer through the uh, the uh, pains of arthritis, uh, keeps younger dogs more active and keeps older dogs uh, going like they were young. Uh, bigbarker.com slash Ricky is where you go to get the Big Barker with the process pup patches. Uh, 10-year warranty, the foam doesn't flatten or they replace it for free. One-year at-home trial, they'll give you a free uh, total 100% refund plus shipping if you don't like it and handmade in the USA. Big Barker dog pets. Barker. Okay, this comes from, hold on, uh, this comes from C. Scott. I don't know what the C stands for. Um, he's just Scott. He actually lives in Utah, but he's from South Jersey. The email starts like this. Low energy Tobias Harris per 36, 0.1 steals, 0.4 blocks, 3.2 free throw attempts, 1.3 offensive rebounds, 4.7 shots contested, second to last on the team, 1.73s contested, last on the team. 1.2 deflections, last on the team. 0.0 box outs on offense. The <laughs> only starter was zero. 0.9 net rating, third Where's worst on the team. Where's he getting these stats from? 
third just per 36 it has to be for basketball reference i assume um, basketball reference doesn't track defense offensive rebounding oh box outs. well and nba.com does nba.com does um uh 0.9 net rating third worst on the team behind shake and b-ball paul 110.8 defensive rating second to last on the team 111.7 offensive rating eighth on the team basketball question are you guys okay with a team leader like harris doing so poorly in effort and hustle stats toby is now the fourth best offensive option on the team behind joel maxi and curry toby is the least philly player in the city but he's such a sweet guy what are your thoughts, Mike? Uh, I mean, I, I have low to energy the, Toby. The, the numbers more. I like low energy Toby. Um, <laughs> the uh, I don't think it's surprising that when guys have more responsibility on one end, they do less on the other. Um, and Toby mm-hmm. has more responsibility without Ben, and so he's doing. If he's if he is doing less, I don't I don't buy the zero I don't buy the zero point zero box outs. I think that's very bizarre. So I, I don't offense. necessarily trust trust the uh, trust the stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's not his. He's that's not his strength for sure. Um, non basketball question: Do you stock baby wipes or a similar product on your bathrooms for those with troublesome movements? Uh, plumbing is an issue with some baby wipes. So I with all baby wipes. Yeah. So it's yeah. a it's a, it's a it's a dicey proposition. You got to get the bidet and use baby wipes in industrial toilets. In uh, you know, um, but do not leave out baby wipes for like. Look, here's the thing. If you got shit on your hand, there's no way you would take a dry piece of paper, wipe off the shit and be like, all right, I'm done. It's clean. You got to get a bidet. You got to. Um, This comes from Rob. Uh, Hey, Spike and Mike. I had the thought to email the pod in the past, but I never thought I had a good enough reason. But now I have a legitimate question. I'm watching the pod on YouTube right now because I can't wait for it to go to Spotify. And I noticed Mike is wearing a Coughlin hoodie. Is that a Coughlin like in Wilkesbury, Wilkesbury? Our Coughlin sweatshirt. If so, what's the connection? I only ask because it's a school close to me. Anyways, I love the pod. Would listen if you did one seven days a week, no pressure. Oh, it was, it was my buddy Doug's uh, sweatshirt that he got from like a, it was just a hand-me-down sweatshirt that I like. Oh. No connections. It says Doug, Queen on the back. So Doug Mann? If, yes. So uh, if, uh, yes. Inex- if inexplicably someone is Quinn that went to that high school, I have your sweatshirt and I wear it. From PJ, hey guys. I know the trade scenarios have been discussed ad nauseum, but isn't the inevitable outcome a swap for Kyrie? It feels like a Maury move. This has been Michael Connor's theory the whole time. Sure, yeah. It feels like a Maury move to trade for the super talented player despite concerns about his effect on team chemistry, potential free agency this summer, and his overall vibe. Assuming our best case scenario alternatives are trading for players like Fox or Ingram, would you welcome a trade for Kyrie despite all the red flags? I don't know, man. I mean, Whoa. guys, guys not getting vaccinated. It's very strange. Very, very strange that he's really just like sending home, not, not doing it, refusing to do it. He's taking a stand. Pretty unclear what the stand is or why, but he's taking it. Um, and if he's not going to play, then he's not going to play. Like, and I think that if he does get vaccinated, then Brooklyn would welcome him back and then mm-hmm. not be 
dying to trade him. So it's hard to ima- hard to imagine the scenario in which like he would play for the Sixers, but or not Brooklyn. Could, so he could play just. So the rules in New York, though, for what it's worth, are he could play in New York as a visiting player, but not so as stupid. a home player. Which is because, so incredibly bizarre. Yes. <laughs> we live in such a stupid-ass fucking time. Fucking crypto.com, Staples Center. Just insanely stupid. And I hope the Sixers feel even more stupid that it's on their jersey. It's fucking losers, man. So many goddamn losers. Unbelievable. We live in a stupid time. We're making so these... let me ask these, you this. With, with speculating on whether or not... A, a, a weird clause in New York that allows visitors to play with unvaccinated but not home teams. It's so stupid. I don't know. If it was Ben for Kyrie and we're not talking about the vaccine, whatever, sure, at this point I'd do it. Fine. It's a it's a total face turn and we get more Celtics guys and we just get all Celtics guys, all the Celtics <laughs> that we hated, we can just get them. Great. First, let's just, we get the clover. Let's get the fucking leprechaun guy that does if they have it half court, have, put him at the two guard. Ainge, assistant coach. Yeah, Ainge, Ainge and his bad heart. Like, bring yeah. him over here. Let's do it. I don't know, man. <laughs> Whatever. This sucks. Everything blows. The Sixers are inexplicably good good to watch and fun when everybody's healthy. I don't know how it's happening. I'm enjoying myself still. And Maxie's very fun and all these guys are fun. But the, the like, the business storylines and the just the everything else is just, it's heavy. It weighs heavy on me, this stupid-ass team and league, everything. Uh, non-basketball question. Any thoughts on the impossible beyond fake meats? Do you think is a fad or the future of food? I like it. I think it's good. Uh, I, think I think I like some. I don't like all of them, but some are good. I had, there's a really great uh, plant-based meatball place here that was incredible. Uh, that we had, I had one time. It was the best fake meat I've ever had. Um, but I try to use it. I think it's good. I try to use... I, I like meat a lot. I like eating it, but I, I'd like to eat less of it, so... There is a vegan Italian restaurant in West Hollywood that's awesome. I didn't think you could pull off vegan Italian, but they do. Um, hey, look, like it's not good for you, um, but it is better than factory farms and killing animals for food. So I think it will be uh, a future of food, but I don't think it is like, I think it is a good bridge to get people to more plant-based things, plant-based spikes says. Uh, from Eric. What is a proper proper societal punishment for people who, instead of sending one long text slash Slack slash DM when they have something to tell you or ask you, send a half dozen short messages one after the other, causing your phone to ding or buzz repeatedly when it could have been accomplished with one single ding or buzz? I don't mind it. I don't do it yeah. much. Once in a while, I'll do it to like make a point. Um, mm-hmm. Alyssa is making so much noise as she's making breakfast. She's just like banging on pans. Crazy. Making dinner. Um, the It feels like sort of like I guess my my manager does it and when I get texts from her it like usually means like stuff is happening career wise and so I feel like excited like here it comes. Like, here's another one. Little thing. What's going to be? So I, I guess that sort of shades it for me but uh, if it if it was people that like I didn't care about that weren't telling me good news for my career, I, I guess I would be more frustrated. So two things. First of all, I do it. And here's the reason I do it. I hate blocks of text. I hate when I get an email and there's no line breaks in it. Um, I hate like five lines. Oh, there we go. Abby, the, uh, CJ puts it on the screen. Uh, Spike has this disease, the multiple text disease. I like separate thoughts. I think it's easier to consume than one big text. The second thing is Eric, 
who has buzzes or dings on their phones for notifications? Like when does your phone stop? If I had my phone make noises or buzz every time I got a text or an email or something, it would never fucking stop. I did. I'd, really? Hmm? Oh my Although God. I turn off John, John Gonzalez's dog and Colleen's dog, they do not, one of them does not like the dings. So we turned it off yeah. when we're around Dasher. But <laughs> other than that, yes, I have it on. Oh, I don't. I, I maybe it's because I get a, a lot of work email, but I I just don't. I look at I look at my phone enough. I'll see it. Uh, final email. This comes from Grant. Is a good one to end with, and his basketball question at the end is amazing. A preface to my non-basketball question is this: Recently, a good friend of mine named Eddie bought himself a single gold tooth cap like a grill, but only for one tooth. The process involved him being sent a mold kit, taking a mold of his top row of teeth, sending it back, and then waiting several weeks for the final product to arrive. It cost him around $150. Although it arrived too late to be worn in his friend's wedding, he was able to wear it to a murder mystery night that my wife and I hosted. His character was a fiery Southern preacher by the name of Reverend Candy. The tooth gave, <laughs> the tooth gave him a slight lisp. After eating a bowl of split pea soup with garlic bread, he realized the gold tooth has gone missing. As we could not find it anywhere in the house, it was assumed that he had swallowed it. The next day, <laughs> the next day he bought a box of large Ziploc <laughs> I'm sorry. I know where this is going. The next day he bought a box of large Ziploc bags and waited. When the time came to relieve himself, he sat perpendicularly on the toilet so, so that his, his, his weak. So, so that his wiener was still aiming for the bowl, but his booty hole hung over the side. He rolled back over the top of the Ziploc bag and held tight. How tight. When all was done, he zipped up the bag and fondled it, feeling through the bag for any sign of gold. No luck. This went on for four long days. A burrito bowl with corn came and went, still no gold tooth. And then, when hope was almost as far gone as his dignity, he felt something hard in the bag. He pinched and slid the object to the top like a giant gogurt. And sure enough, he was reunited with his gold tooth. So my question is this, health concerns on this aside, would you sift through your own shit to find a $150 gold tooth? How many, if no, how many $150 gold tooths would have, would you have to be shitting out per week until you harvested them? Is it my, it's my shit? Yes. Uh, yeah, I would do it. You my would? shit? Yeah. Someone else's shit? No. But mine? Oh, God. We've been through a lot. Um, I would not. I just, I, I gag. I can't. Uh, and this is great. My basketball question. Do you think Andre Drummond's face looks like Ben Simmons's face? No. Look again. There's, there's certainly a similarity. They, they don't... Uh, in your in your head, they don't really look alike, but there is a similarity to their faces. In the shape of their their face. 
even like like the ears. I don't see it. You don't see it. No. I'm curious whether listeners see it. I saw it. No, um, all right. Couple things before we go. Yeah. Jaden Springer looking good in the G League. Don't even make a face. Just allow me to have it. You have it. He looks good. Yep. The fact that he is a playable defensive player already. Oh boy. Makes it easier to stomach okay. a slowly developing offensive game. Fine. Okay. Uh, very weird B-ball Paul stuff going on. I don't like that Doc is yeah. not trusting him. He obviously makes some mistakes, but we know it's going to net out positive in the long run to play him. Find it very strange that Charles Bassey was getting minutes. Maybe he's, yeah. I don't know, more, more normal. More normal. Yeah, I think it's, I think really it is that, just like more normal. But, uh, and I don't dislike Bassey, and I think he'll be a fine backup center for a long time, but like not this year, probably. Doesn't look very comfortable, uh, but definitely a good shot blocker. Uh, and very upsetting Dave Yeager news about his cancer oh, yeah. and him yes. stepping away from the team. Just want to obviously uh, express well wishes for that. That is uh, very sad, and it seems like um, I found it a little weird that he like broke the news on the Woj Pod. I guess that's not um, parsing like criticizing someone with cancer, but yes, it was kind of odd. It was a, like it was live a, on the Woj Pod. No, they re- he released it like timed it out with with the announcement that Woj announced i just thought it was very mm. strange not that it matters i just mm. thought it was strange but Woj on the 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 cancer beat i guess very odd yeah really an interesting choice doesn't have to be that way it seems has but, that over uh, seems like uh seems like the guys liked him and uh, yeah i hope yeah. he you know beats it and does what he has to do for himself and his family and everything very sad yeah, yeah, yeah. Best best wishes to uh, Dave Yeager. And uh, my final thought is I haven't been anywhere but my house and urgent care since last Wednesday, and I lost my wallet. Oh, no. Everything in it. Yep, lost it. Can't find it. It's not at urgent care. It's not in my car. It's not in the oven. It's not in the fridge. It's, uh, it's fucking gone. Brutal. And, uh, it's absolutely brutal, yeah. C- CJ asked, uh, Mike said he wouldn't dig his iPhone out of a porta potty. What changed? Because a porta potty, CJ, is other, other people's, people's ship. Yeah. And if I can catch my own and then sift through it, then that's fine. Also, isn't, isn't all shit the same though? No. If you think Mine's of like, great. Okay. Mine is you, phenomenal. You think of well, like an estimated retail value of like twelve hundred for an iPhone versus one fifty for a tooth. I feel like. You could get your carrier or whatever would like just give you a new phone, like issue you a new phone. I've never lost my phone. Never had had to happen. I assume something is could be worked out. I mean, CJ, you, the smell of your own farts is different than the smell of somebody else's. I mean, just to talk about the difference between your shit and somebody else's shit, right? I mean, I think if you like had two bowls in front of you and had to sift through both of them blind test, but one of them is yours and one of them isn't yours, I, I don't think you would notice the difference. I haven't done this before, but I, I, I don't think you would notice the difference. Hmm. I would notice. <laughs> I could tell. And, right. uh, and that's going to be the thing at the next live show. Me sifting through my shit through and shit. someone else's shit and determining which is what. So get ready. Uh, All right, let's win some games. I'm tired of losing. Yeah. Let's get him yeah. back. Come on. Joe, I'll get back. Uh, that's all we got. Be safe out there. 
and uh, talk to you next time. Wait, who do we play? Oh, Denver tomorrow, right? That's not going to be good. Uh, are you down with TTP? Yeah, you know Lickface. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't, I won't fuck with you. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't fuck with you. But if you fuck with me, I'm gonna fucking kill you! Time for playing